Hey, let's see if this works. This is my first one I'm recording on Zoom, so I'm just gonna upload the yeah. audio. Just upload the audio. I don't do the video because I'm too ugly for. <laughs> yeah, I I have a a mic here. Oh, nice. But uh, it needs headphones, or else it'll like give like a feedback loop. Um, and I forgot my headphones. <laughs> oh, no worries. But because uh, we we were gonna start a podcast too. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're, I was just talking to my athlete manager about it, and uh, she's all pumped up. But I'm like, all right, I want to – I don't know. I don't like to rush into things. So <laughs> I like to be prepared. And so I was like, all right, let's, uh, let's uh, you know, come up with some, some ideas first, you know. Yeah, I think – well, our, I think for us, it's just our members who listen to it. So I just yeah. – Well, same, same for us. How, how long have you guys been doing it? I've been doing it for two years now. Wow. This year, it's kind of funny because this year I was like, okay, guys, I'm going to do one every month. And I did a January, <laughs> did a February, and March I missed. I'm like, I'm going to do one. So I got my April one now, and I got to make up for one more that I missed in March. But I will do this year. Is it time consuming or what? No. Well, once once you get the knack of it, because yeah, we, we, do, uh, we do SoundHound, and then it uploads to uh, – that now I got it automatically to upload to iTunes and then I set it up on uh, our website and that's it. And then I'll, cool. then I'll post it on, uh, I'll post the link on, on Instagram and Facebook. Nice. Yeah. And it's just, I, I, I do literally with a phone. Yeah. Eh? For the most part. Yeah. When we do it one-on-one, but I tested with, I tested zoom the other day with a friend for like five minutes and, and the audio is actually pretty good it's pretty clear yeah yeah we've we've been doing some um webinars and things like that and we've we've put just uploaded the the webinar to youtube um we're also going to separate the audio too um but so yeah the, i've noticed that the sound quality is better and better than the video quality yeah so for those who don't know i'm uh with kevin bowles today we're an operator <laughs> of uh crossfit oshawa right yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Ten-year affiliate. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a journey. <laughs> and now you're going through a pandemic. You must have been like, <laughs> seen it all. There's nothing that is going to phase me. Yeah, and I I don't know. You, you seem to uh, like hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think anytime anyone thinks that they'll get, that's when they they uh they get their bell rung kind of thing you know like like when you as soon as you what that's probably the one thing that i've learned if i could attest the 10 years to one thing it's like when you think that you're safe from things that's that's when and you're being naive i guess <laughs> yeah complacency is the enemy right right exactly for sure what's uh what's it like there in toronto like you guys are kind of the epicenter of ontario yeah, well, you know we're we're east of that, so we don't really we we don't really this the city kind of thins out to the GTA, and then the GTA thins out to Oshawa. Oshawa is like the border of the GTA, so we're and then I I live east of that like forty minutes, so I'm I'm pretty far removed from from Toronto myself. And then our gym, we have people that commute into Toronto, but um, like regularly when we're not in a pandemic, but um 
But yeah, so we don't really see much of it. We just, uh, yeah, I mean, the one thing I can tell you is traffic is just a breeze now. <laughs> there's, yeah. no, there's a silver lining for you. Traffic is, is, uh, is totally fine. <laughs> are you guys doing the Zoom classes like most other gyms are doing now? Yeah, we're doing three a day. Um, do you guys do that too? Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. what we're doing. Yeah, I think three a day is kind of like a staple, eh? Yeah. We're going we're gonna to ask our members like about times and changing because we did um, we do 7 a.m., noon, and then a late class. But we what time is your late class? Six. Okay. Yeah, that, that's funny because um, we used to be 7 a.m., uh, 4 p.m., and then 7 p.m., and then we surveyed our members – and we just changed it today. Today's the first day the changes took effect. Um, 7 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m. So yeah. yeah, we're actually we might we might throw that out and see what they say if they want to do something similar. Yeah, um, uh, so I, I'm a big fan of surveying membership. <laughs> yeah, see see what the people want because we're here anyways, right? Like yeah, yeah. It's up to you guys. Um, how how uh, and in terms of like. How, how is the membership responding for you guys? Like our membership's been, been fantastic. So. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's, that's who runs the community. It's like CrossFit gyms is like, I feel like the one thing consistent between all CrossFit gyms is mainly like, it's kind of like for the people, by the people, you know, like, I mean, we were just talking about surveys. There's a reason why they're, they're so effective in this setting is because you're, you're really just like, like I'm, I'm, as an affiliate owner, I view myself as just a glorified facilitator. Yeah, okay, like, for sure. You know, like, like there's some programming things that knowledge that I have accumulated over the years that, you know, that's probably why people first are intrigued because, you know, there's programming, there's like um, kind of expertise in, in some small fashion, but, but they stay because the community is so engaging and it's the type of people that get attracted to it. So our membership has just been phenomenal, obviously. I think any, any gym that has like a solid, that's been a solid gym, um, it w would have a solid membership base. And that's who's carrying us through this right now. Like mm -hmm. I'm just doing what they're telling me, <laughs> yeah. you know. Which is awesome. And, and what, what do you tell the members who are kind of struggling right now with the whole uh, social distancing? Um, way like struggling with their fitness routine or struggling mentally? Both. Both, both? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think kind of, yeah, you're, you're right. Both. Cause like, I think you, you can't have one without the other, right? If you're struggling, you're struggling. And I think it starts in this situation. I think it starts mentally. Um, but I think, I don't know, like, like I like to stay focused on our expertise, which is not, I'm not a psychologist. No. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I'm a gym owner and I, uh, and I, and I'm a coach and I program. And so, but I think that, um, a focus in something like that can have side effects, positive side effects mentally. So we just try to keep on the, um, we try to keep everybody focused on the training and that like we have kind of a saying, and I, I know this might be different from our, our affiliate than any other, well, than a, than a few affiliates, but we treat everyone like, like we call everybody athletes. Like yeah. I, I adopted that because, um, I started, 
Um, my background is in triathlons and I was a big, uh, for anybody who knows Nike, I was a big Bill Bowerman fan and Prefontaine because I was a short little triathlete and Prefontaine was this short little runner who uh, just like killed the running world in, uh, in the States and kind of put it on the map. But anyways, so Bill Bowerman had a saying that like, if you have a body, you're an athlete. Yeah. And to me that like, I've lived my whole life like that. And like, that's how I've run my affiliate. Like we're not like, I don't know there. So I've tried to keep that message going. I've tried to say to guys, like just because the situation has changed, doesn't mean your goals need to change. We just need to kind of maybe modify the means to which we achieve those goals, but don't let this kind of ring your bell. Like you, you choose whether to be strong or not kind of thing hope that makes sense. Like that's kind of the general kind of process that I've been doing. So, you know, we, what we've done is kind of what every, every affiliates done. And, and that's, um, first we needed classes. So I think the zoom classes, like, even though there's been reports of zoom classes dropping off after a certain amount of time, um, I think you take that with a grain of salt because it's like when, when CrossFit first came about, CrossFit had a drop off rate too. But what we were told was like, you're, you're only going to have a drop off rate if it's like the, the free market measure of your class. If there's a drop off rate, there's something wrong with your class. And the same is true, I think, for Zoom classes. Like, yeah, we're going to have a drop off rate. We're new at this stuff. Like, we're, we're competing against things like Peloton, which they were built for that. So, and now they're expanding. And I don't know if you've seen those Peloton commercials. They're, they're, they're interesting. I, I remember yeah. when I got retracted when the guy got his wife a Peloton and they were like, <laughs> Oh Jesus. <laughs> I, I, the intent was to promote fitness, not to be like, you're getting fat. I was like, Oh <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. I don't think that was the point, but sure. I guess we'll retract that commercial. Yeah. It was vice versa. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. They'd be like, cool. Like you got me a bike. Amazing. <laughs> yeah man like so so like that's kind of who we're not necessarily competing against but that's actually you know i view competition a bit differently like like i i view competition as teamwork and and like because anyone you're competing against um you can kind of learn from and you can kind of help each other out even though you're competing against like coming from an individual sports background that's kind of like where my head's at with competition and like it works in the business world too. Like, so from a business perspective, cool, let's see what Peloton's doing. And let's like, you know, like use that even though like, yeah, we want people to do CrossFit because <laughs> you know, let's get, let's be real. Like riding a bike is gonna, there's gonna, there's a limit to that. There's a lifespan to that. Whereas yeah. there, there's a reason why we're in CrossFit. Um, so anyways, so, but we can still learn, their, their kind of expertise is kind of that online kind of like disconnected um, kind of training. So I think we can learn from, from things like doing, maybe doing a Peloton class. So that's one thing I did was I, I did some zoom classes, like, um, like I work with DECA. And uh, so I did one of their kind of zoom classes there that they did for like affiliate owners and sparked a whole bunch of ideas and, just things like that, staying engaged and staying in the reality of what we're in um, helped me to kind of go, okay. And then just, again, listening to members. So we we did our Zoom classes to kind of keep that kind of class environment. And then we're doing individual training, we call it. So it's just 
personalized programming for people. Um, if they're holding on to their memberships, um, we're going to go above and beyond and we're going to take our program and personalize it to like the equipment that they have. And, um, and, and not only that, but like maybe it's an opportunity to work on specific strengths and weaknesses. Um, and maybe like the deconditioned athlete, like the athlete that uh, needs to work on their running, they're, they're in their glory right now, or that at least they should be, you know, like it's a huge opportunity. So, yeah. Yeah. I always say that I'm always like, you know, what does, uh, what does the prehistoric man and the Navy SEAL have in common is, uh, they don't run, they're screwed. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Now's, now's, now's a bit of an opportunity. And I, I, you know what, I haven't ran over, uh, six kilometers since, uh, since the shutdown but I have run every time with my kids and I give them the option of either being on their bike or they can run. And we have a, we have a 500 meter loop around the house that they can switch off cause they're, they're eight and six. So like one will run, the other one will rest at home. And then when I come by the other one will run with me and they've, well, that's they've wicked. Both, yeah, they both got gotten up to three kilometers without stopping so far. Oh, nice. And they're, they're, how old they're, they're eight and eight and six. Eight and six, yeah. I, I think I've seen that on Instagram, actually. <laughs> and uh, and they're crushing it. So, but it's but it's good. And the other and these kids around the block are looking at my kids, and they're like, "How come we're not running, Dad and Mom?" And the mom and dad are like, "Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's spreading that influence, right? That's right." Um, so I think that's something like, so we'll do the zoom classes and I'll say to people and whether it's deconditioned or not, like, Hey, you know, make sure you guys get outside today. Yeah. That is like for like a, a 5k walk, right? Yeah. Maybe like a, a walk run or maybe a longer run. If you guys are really, um, really trying to get after it. Um, but you also have a lot of, uh, a lot of games athletes too. You got, you got a couple, right? Um, no, like we, we have the, we have one team. He actually made it this year. I'm doing air quotes because, <laughs> uh, he's a teen athlete and he, he, he was at the games two years ago. Um, and then he's at, this is his final year as a teen. And, uh, fortunately or unfortunately he made it this year. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, so we got him training for that. Um, last year, I had per not through our gym, but just personally, like through Deca, I had like um, a, a games athlete. You 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 know our Sanj, um, and uh, and then I also had a masters athlete. Um, he's from BC though. His brother goes to my gym, and then I was doing his programming for him. So I went for those two last last year, and, and uh, that was cool. And this would have been my third year going, but yeah, I really don't think that's gonna happen. So what are they doing right now? Like your 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 uh, like your high end athletes. Um. Well, they're um. Honestly, like not much. Like other than Braden, because he you know he's uh, he's going to the game. So there's a there's a real incentive for him right now to train. Um. For everybody else, sanctionals is gone, and like to get real, like like we don't have any like sanctional athletes. Here. we have people who are really interested in pursuing crossfit as a sport because it's like that's where they you know like we have kind of these not to go too too off track but like with our like membership the way i look at it is like you have to there's kind of three ways to like stay engaged with a with a program and like i won't go over the first two but but the the third way is like you got to have fun 
and um, and I don't like people perceive fun in different ways. And for the competitor, that's the fun part for them. That's how they, and because they're kind of that like all or nothing um, personality that like if they don't compete, they're probably gonna, and I'm speaking from my because I'm like this. If they if they don't compete in it. Um, and have that real tangible reason why they're doing it, they're probably going to sit on the couch and be unhealthy. So it's kind of all or nothing that way. So to, just to paint a picture, like it's not like we're sitting here with a bunch of games athletes in the gym. Um, but like not to take anything away, we have some really, really, really fit people here um, who dedicate a lot of their life to it. They spend two to three hours a day in the gym. And I love coaching those that type of person. So, but um, yeah, for them, there's not, really any incentive in that world right now mm-hmm. uh, so it's very very hard that's kind of probably the person who's challenged the most i would think the games athlete not so much because they have something to train for like tangibly um so Braden right now to answer your question is doing like two a days so he has a bunch of equipment at home like we did a, an equipment lend out like i think most gyms did um one mistake we made though, we just gave it out and kept track of who has it, but we never, there's no financial, like there's, there was no, um, there was no, uh, what do you call it? Uh, deposit or anything. We just kind of were like reacted and it was like, here's all of our equipment. We know who has it. But then I think if I were to do that again, I would have put a, at least got a deposit on it. Yeah. But anyways, so, so Braden has a bunch of that equipment and you know, he's, um, he's been, I've been programming him some two days and, he's been able to stay on top of his training. And what I told him was like, right now we don't know what's going to happen, but we can do like out of the box game stuff. And that's kind of what the games is, is preparing for the unknown and the unknowable. So, you know, what better time than now than to do the unknown and unknowable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That comment you said like having fun. I was listening to uh, Chris Spieler. He was doing a podcast and he was like, you know, make sure your training aligns with your goals, right? Yeah. And if, and if your goals are just to, you know, be fit, look good, naked, I mean, you don't <laughs> have to train three hours a day. You can get by with an hour, maybe some mobility and a good activation, um, and then eating really well. And then that's what will be achieved, right? And – uh Again, I feel like a lot of a lot of even the high end athletes right now um, are are still training, but they enjoy it. But they're training with their they're training with their goals, or sorry, with their training is aligned with their goals, not not vice versa. Not their goals aligned with their training. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it can't be the other way around. You you can't. Yeah, you have to align your, your training with your goals. I feel a lot of people do that. They're yeah. like, what, well, what can I do next? What can I do next? It's like, okay, like you've, you've done, you know, like I understand you want to get on this path to fitness, but how is like, how's your sleep and how's, how's your mm-hmm. mental wellness doing as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how's the nutrition going, right? Like don't, don't just work out so you can eat whatever you want. Because eventually, even Matt Frazier found that out, right? You can't uh, have a bad diet. <laughs> yeah. So what do you? So what? Um. So how's this, my phone going off? What do you? What do you do with? Uh, with like you do? You do a lot of goal setting that day. 
Yeah, I mean, for, for, with your athletes. Yeah, like I, I, I make sure that, you know, like, what are you trying to achieve? And it's sometimes it's like, well, I want to, I want to lose X amount of weight, or I want to be able to do this. I'm like, okay, but be more specific. Like, let's try to get us as, as specific as possible. So that it's like, it's like, yeah, like, why do you want to do that? Like, yeah, what, like, what's, what is your, that? because it's, it's cool. And we've done a lot of, uh, in the past, we've done a lot of nutrition talks and things like that, like big group talks. And we've kind of gone away from them because it's, it's really cool to talk about. But then when you revisit that in like a month, everybody's kind of fallen off. Yeah. 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 And it's like, you got to know what your why is. Cause you need that why two, three months down the road. Yeah, definitely. Going so good. Or when, um, like, again, like when this, some, we, I think every gym owner has gone through a bit of a, a stressful period when this all kind of happened. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to have like, I'm stressed. I'm going to have a, a, a beer at night and maybe like half a pizza. But then like <laughs> things kind of evened out and we kind of got into a rhythm. It was like, it's okay. What, what happened in the past is okay. And then jumping back onto the wagon and dialing back in nutrition and getting my like hour, hour and 20 minutes of, of working out in again and, you know, getting back into that routine and trying to emphasize that you, to, our, to our athletes as well. Your, sorry, does your routine, um, is, is that a lot different than it was before? And like, like you, you obviously like the way you're explaining it, like I can resonate with this, like your routine took a massive hit very suddenly. And then you did this kind of like, holy shit, like I'm lost right now. Yeah. And then you kind of got back on routine, but does that routine look different for you? Like, do you kind of like, do you enjoy that routine more now than before or less or what? It's pros and cons, right? I mean, it's, it's like that with everything. Like there's some good stuff. Um, like you, like you have a small kid now, right? How old's your kid too? No, no. He's, um, he's five oh, months. Oh, he's five months. Oh, so it's yeah. Super young. Super young. With mine being six and eight, I haven't spent this much time with them since they were born. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, this is like, and now we have a, it was a little bit difficult at first because even, <laughs> even during the summers, they go to summer camps. So I'm spending, I see, I, I really see their personalities. I could really, I, I've dialed, you know, I have them dialed in and to turn nice. what they're really, really like and how they interact with each other and how they interact with mom. So at first it was like, man, this is like, but now it's, it's really, really fun. And I probably won't get that opportunity again. Right. Right. Yeah. They grow up and they have their friends and dad's not cool anymore. <laughs> uh, but at first that was, that was a bit of a struggle that, um, and I think everybody kind of struggled with that with like having their kids all the time. And okay. Like I need, I feel like I need to teach my kids something like there's school going on. It's like, yeah, we, we do some learning and we get some, some, some stuff from their schools. Uh, but at the same time, like, okay, if we're done learning, we don't play video games. We will go outside. We'll go play hockey. We'll go for a run. We'll go in the backyard, build, build a awesome. tree house or something. Just something like, what do you guys want to do that we all like to do? Right. Yeah. Just, just chill because what if they're like, Oh, we all like to watch Netflix. <laughs> What's your response to that? Well, and, and we do do that. Um, uh, Friday nights or Saturday night, you get the popcorn and do that, but they don't really like doing that. They're, they're again, 
you, whatever you do with them is what they're going to like, because they don't know any different. They don't know yeah. like Netflix sponges, and TV, right? Forever. Yeah. Um, but if you're lazy, it's, it's an easy solution. But then when they're 13, 14 and you're telling them, Hey, uh, yeah, if you want to, you know, get a car, you got to get a job, like get a job. Like, I'm on my computer all the time. This is what I've done. Like I'm not yeah. getting away from this. <laughs> right. You know, so my, my parents are very good at making me uncomfortable when I grew up, like six, wow. 17. They're like, and now I understand they made me uncomfortable so that I didn't want to live at home. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, have you ever seen that commercial? It's like, you want your kids to leave your home? Stop cooking with cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I always think about that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, so some things like that, some things like uh, I'm doing a lot more stretching uh, and I'm doing a lot more running. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, and I'm obviously I asked you that because I'm like very similar situation. Um, but then, like, then you have this whole other side of you that's a firefighter. Um, how's that been during all this? Um, let me see. How can I put that? <laughs> it's, again, it's, it's nice going into work uh, and interacting with people, which gives me some normalcy. Uh, but it's also, you know, you're also – maybe bringing something home right and we uh, uh, like me and sylvia do have a plan that if i if i did get um COVID positive uh one guy on the job has his own place and i would go live with him because we work at the same station yeah. self-isolate with you, him you guys get tested routinely like no we only get tested we have symptoms really yeah it was um i'm not gonna go into the details just because i don't want to you know, but I have a, I have a buddy who's a cop and he was telling me some of their, um, quote unquote protocols. And it's, you can't even, I can't even call it protocols with quotes. Like it's, it's pretty, it's not what you'd think, you know, like, like in, in being that exposed to the, like just to the public that you guys are exposed to as first responders. And you'd think that the protocols would be a little bit more drastic, but they're, they're not from from what i've heard yeah um yeah i mean it's it's yeah part of the job thank you for doing that <laughs> well it's like but at the end of the day too it's this is what and i try to tell people like this is why we do crossfit for things that are unknowable and unknown right like this is something that nobody could have forecasted um mm -hmm. you have the energy you should you know, we're trying to not just develop you guys physically, but mentally to have the mental fortitude to pivot. Yeah. Okay. This has happened. Like now, well, we got to pivot. And having, I like that. Way. Yeah. And having this happen, know that when this ends, cause it will end, things will start to reopen slowly. Hopefully um, yeah. this is going to happen again, whether it's in five years, 15 years, yeah. something like this will happen again. How do you stay calm and pivot? Right, yeah right, like we have something i was telling one member we have something in the in the fire in the fire world so there's so there's a fire and i'm trying to gain entry into a door and i'm at the door with my tool and i'm trying to open the door i have 30 seconds if i can't open the door in 30 seconds you have to be humble enough to look at the person behind you and be like 
hey, do you, are you seeing something I not, uh, I'm not? And do you want to try to open that door? Because we need to get in. And my world is very close. It's very friend site focused, whereas his world or her world behind me, they're seeing more of a bigger picture, right? Yeah, I like that analogy. So as the same thing with life, like if you guys are, I try to tell people, if you guys are like down or, you know, getting up and you're just, uh, I don't want to say depressed, but I can't find another word right now. And it's, it's, it's lasting more than a moment, then you got to talk to, you know, talk to me, talk to your friends, talk to somebody because it's not like we need to get you out of that funk. Yeah, no, for don't sure. Linger and don't and be humble enough to also seek help. Um, well, right. Yeah, that, this is a normal situation. A fire is not a normal situation. <laughs> Same after thing this is, after right? that story, all I can think of is how I should be a bit more reasonable asking my wife to open the pickle jar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loosened it for you. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So like, well, what I've, what I've seen from all this is like when people are kind of struggling, they kind of go within themselves and, and, you know, I, I don't know if you know, um, if you, if you're aware of the work of like Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm reading his book right now. Um, 12 rules for life. And, mm -hmm. um, there, there's a, I read a part this morning. Uh, so it's just like kind of in my head right now, but it's kind of, um, people thinking is really hard for people and, and it's, we don't think that it's like nutrition is really hard for people. Mm -hmm. Um, and people don't think it's hard because they eat every day. So, and that's why it's so controversial because everybody, everybody eats. So when you tell somebody how to eat, it's like, the first reaction is like, you're telling me what to do, something I've done my entire life, right? So thinking's not much different than that. Like we, we all, we think we're thinking, but most thoughts are, are not actual thinking. Um, and this is kind of convoluted, but, but he, that's why we talk to people is, is, the, is the moral of this. Is, is, is the lesson here is we, t we think when we talk, that's when we do our best thinking. Unless you can be fully truthful with yourself in your own head by yourself. And which is like very, very hard for people to do. It's not like just some, okay, I'm thinking and I'm going to come to the, a conclusion. No, we have our own biases. We tell ourselves lies all the time. And so, and that's why we get dragged down. And um, so by having a support system like a gym um, mentally, and you don't even have to get into these topics with people. You just have to like, Hey, we're going to work out today. And this is where our minds are going. And then we have conversations and we start to figure out other people and ourselves along with it. Um, and, and I think that's super, super powerful to kind of like what you're saying to lean on other people who yeah. kind of might see a different perspective than you. Like you're going out this door the whole time, but maybe there's uh, maybe you're so focused on that doorknob and where, and it's a dead bowl, but like, you've broken through it and you're like, why won't this door open? But the person behind you sees there's another deadbolt on the top of the door that you're not seeing because you're too focused. Right. And kind of, that's how I, it's kind of how I view coaching. Like why athletes need a coach is because they need to be that focused on what they're doing. Yeah. And, uh, and that's why they, they converse with their coach. And I mean, uh, all of my athletes probably know more about CrossFit than I do. Like, and, and like being a competitor, but like, I, I have a different observation than they do and a different kind of 
compass and a different kind of, I'm not, my emotions aren't as invested as theirs. They're, they're invested. And so I can give them that different perspective. And that's where I, what I stay focused on is trying to have that macro view, which is tough. Um, so that's kind of brings me back to like the, when, when, when people are kind of within themselves and it's hard for them to even have conversations, they're not kind of, they're, they're not directing their thinking. And, um, and so uh, what I've found is like a lot of people that are struggling are kind of relying on motivation. And to me, motivation is, um, it's good. It's not bad. Like nothing. I, I don't really coin anything as absolutely good or absolutely bad. I don't, I think that's a mistake because there's good and bad about everything. Right. So for me, motivation, it's good. Um, but it's a spark. It starts things out. So you watch like Rocky three and you see him training the, you see him train in the mountain and you're like, okay, I'm in isolation. I could be like Rocky. That feeling only lasts for a day. If you're lucky, it lasts for a week yeah. and then it dies. Right. Um, so, so for me that, that motivation, it's, it's good. Like watch your Rocky movies and get motivated, but it, it to me, it should follow up with a, a discipline. So uh, being disciplined involves like routine and uh, putting things and we've all listened to the podcast, but like, understanding to organize that for yourself. And I mean, people are different, but um, some people rely on motivators and they, they're perfectly fine. But um, generally, uh, motivation is just like spark and they fizzle away. We need something to keep that fire going. And to me, that's discipline. But Yeah, I feel when I watch good athletes, um, successful people, the one overlying um, uh the one overlying theme I get is when, when you take absolute responsibility for everything in your life, regardless if you think it was your fault or not, like when you take responsibility for it is yeah. when you're truly going to control as much as you possibly can. And that, and there are things like that are out of your control, but. Yeah. But, but I can't stand the thought like that there's things I can't control and there's things I can. We don't know what we can control. That's right. Like, obviously we can't control the weather. Like that's obvious. Like, but the, the obviously uncontrollable things aren't even worth a thought. We're wasting energy even bringing them up. Right. Like, like, I, I like it when there's like an outdoor competition, like let's say in CrossFit or like cycling, which I used to do before. And it would rain. And I'd be like, right. Good. Because people right. start breaking mentally. And I right. like, we all got to do the same thing. Yeah. And, they're yep. break, and I'm like, perfect. Right. I'm, and be like, and it's because you can recognize that. And like, and like, I guess for people to recognize what's controllable and what's not, that's a, it's kind of like a layer, but that's not, it's, you can't, I don't think you can say a blanket statement of like, of like focus on what you control and focus on what you can't, because if you go too far down that rabbit hole, the same thing, like it's really good to be grateful but this is gratitude as well. Like gratitude. And like, if I go way too far down that rabbit hole, it, to me, that turns into complacency. Yep. Do you, if you know what I, do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I can't control it. Oh, I'm grateful for what I have. Well, okay. Then you're going to get stuck on this like continual thing. And, and what happens with human beings is like, when we don't grow, we die. Right. And, and that's kind of not really like that's physically and mentally like, like when we're not advancing and there's a reason why we're our society has always made gains and gains and gains and we keep growing and advancing our technology and, and uh, 
we've evolved and we've um, and, and like the proofs in the pudding of like, we need to be growing like on an individual level and as a societal level. And, and I, I think that's like, that's a known thing, but individually it's really hard to see. And then once, when we get stuck um, in being complacent, I, 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 I don't know. I think it, this sounds really weird, but um, I think people's egos get, get into like, Oh, I'm not the best. So I'm, you, I'm going to like kind of, denounce all that is like successful and I'm going to make sure that I'm this like person that's okay living in the moment and, um, Mm -hmm. and content with what I have. And I, I like part of that sentiment. Like I I don't think it's good to be greedy and I, you know what I mean? But I also think you can go way too far down that route and it's good to have that balance of like, okay, here's where I'm at now. I'm going to learn from what I did in the past and then I'm going to use it for what I want in the future. Um, but that takes three tracks of thinking that, that, and that kind of gets a little complex and I, I don't know. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And another, <laughs> you know, another same, um, I can't remember who said it, but it's something I always say. It's like sometimes a good plan executed now is better than a great plan executed in a week from now. Except yeah. you've got to start. Like, yeah. like saying it's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's not the perfect time to start, but you got to start. And yeah. you, know, you may look back and you're like, oh, that wasn't the best start. But you're where you're at now because of the learning you, you did by actually starting. Right, exactly. Like if you don't, if you, yeah, you can kind of get like complacent um, and not start and just be like, oh, I'm good. Or you, or the other side, you can get like paralysis by analysis and just like totally overanalyze. And like, but if we just, like you said, just start and, and you, you're like, you learn to like enjoy just the whole, enjoy the process, I guess. I know it's cliche, but it's true. Like enjoy that process. And um, then you're, you you are living in the moment, but then you're also going to learn from the past um, and, and be able to be able to implement it in the future and then just keep getting better and better. And then, yeah. And that's where that growth happens. And that's where I think like when you read things like um, Victor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, like that's a popular book right now. Um, or like even like as far as, as deep as like Nietzsche, if you, if you, all of those things are saying that same thing is like, we need that growth. Right. And if, if you don't have that growth, it makes life even harder. Like life's going to be tough. Like life is hard. Um, and anyone who says or thinks that life is easy is very, very naive or sheltered. Yeah. Um, and, and I, it's tough for all of us. And, and I think that growth is, is the toughest part because we need, it requires kind of investigating yourself and like, and that's why I think people like us get drawn to CrossFit because it's continual improvement every day. And it's, it doesn't allow us to be complacent. We have to like face the unknown and unknowable and, and come out of it every single day. And then it kind of, kind of forces you to, to just like transcend the physical and then just be like, okay with, all right, today I'm going to work hard. You know, how often, uh, like, and I, and I want to stress again, like, you know, I, I really, I really like team mentality and, um, and I'm trying to teach my, 
my two kids because they're very close in age to to start to lean on each other like hey like you know instead of like just watching your brother trying to do something that's not being successful at like go over there and try to help him or just like don't yeah. coach him but try to you know motivate him and then he's able to do it or can successfully do it um so I make sure you know I try to tell people like yes it's it's good to be uh have a lot of mental fortitude but when you have the mental fortitude make sure that you're able to recognize when it's like it's just not your day like things are not going right lean on other people so you can get back on track faster rather than letting that accumulate over days maybe weeks and now it's taking you days and weeks to get back to where you used to be right well you you probably have so much training in that from the recon like days right yeah i mean it's more of the firefighting now because because yeah. because we because we live together for 24 hours right so True, we'll, yeah i'd imagine you build like a, an insane amount of camaraderie that way so so we'll talk about calls and um but even in like even like crossfit i i feel like after the workout's over i'll ask somebody how if I was doing the workout with them, I'll ask them how their workout went. And I don't know if you do this when you work out and I, I can't stop doing it. But when I, I don't sometimes when I'm working out and it's not like the open, we're just doing a wad, I will watch other people because I want to like ask them how this was going. And I want to see what they saw. If they saw what I saw, even though I was working out, I'll just be like, Oh, okay. All right. Let's. <laughs> yeah. No, and I totally do the same thing, but I, Maybe a little bit. I'm super competitive, like, like so fucking competitive. Like it's just like, <laughs> and so I watch other people for sure, and I try to like. But I learned that way, and I've learned to. It wasn't always like that. I used to be like I wasn't ever really negatively competitive, but I used to compete and have a one track mind with it kind of thing. You know, like I want to win, and and then I'll learn to make me. But now when I when when I um when I like do what you're saying and like kind of observe others as I work out, it is still driven by a competitive mindset, but it's like more so of like, okay, what can I learn in general about this whole thing, you know, while competing against someone in it <laughs> um, or, or maybe not even competing against them, but competing with them. Cause like really it doesn't matter. Like, and, and I, it, it's, that sounds really like juvenile, but it's, if you were in my head, you'd be like, Oh, okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's not like, like a net, I, I hesitate all the time when I talk about competition because it's viewed so differently in the world than, than the kind of like I view it, I think like, cause I view it as such a positive experience. It is. I view it too. But I also tell people, unless there's a judge, it's not like, Hey, like, you know what? Like if you beat me in this workout or somebody like does well in that workout, or I beat them. Like, unless there's, there's a judge. Right. Uh, it's it's really relative right like right well well here's here's the thing is is what i mean is is so one time we actually the, i'll use Braden as an example he was like okay he's the first time he's training for the games and um you know he's 14 but still like he 14 year old that can clean a jerk 275 like you know, weighs like what what did he weigh back then he he didn't even he wasn't even breaking 150 like, kid, kid, like that's insane, right? So, but anyways, like, 
So he's still pretty significant. He's powerhouse for a 14-year-old nonetheless. But the kid is like doing – he loves doing classes because he just likes to work out with people. Yeah. Even like his mom would be beside him. And I'm like, I would be getting his mom to scale, like viciously scale, like to the point where she's barely getting a workout. Um, not not like like all the time, just sometimes when the opportunity arose just so that Braden could actually compete against her because she, she's going to beat him, right? Because she's doing, like, ring rows while he's doing muscle-ups. And, like, yeah. the, the, you know, and, and, and she's going to beat him. But, like, just him trying to go for even, like, beating her and having that, like, like winner's mentality, like, all the time. I know that sounds, like, like very um, all or nothing, and it is, but that's what he needed. And it helped him. Like, and he's not competing against her. He's using her to compete. It's, that's it's totally different, right? Um, and, I, and it's his own mom. And like, I'm like, you got to beat her. And then he didn't like, <laughs> cause there's no way, like she's doing ring rows and he's doing muscle ups. Like, and, uh, he's using like 225 and she's using an empty bar and like, you know, and, and she's doing like hang clean anyways. So, so it's just, he's set up to fail, but, but more so just the act of trying to, to compete is what kind of he needed. And, and not everyone needs that. No, nope. they need some form of that. They, they need some kind of, I think competition, not against other people. I'll say that again, uh, but competition in general, no matter, and it looks a lot different for everybody is kind of incentive to grow. Right. And that's what we were talking about before. Like, that's why I love and I'll always value competition for everyone. Like even like the grandma who walks in, I'm like, all right, <clears throat> like, like we're going to be competitive with yourself. Like it's going to be your future self against your past self as we move forward. And you know what? Like that's starts to get, if you perceive it properly, I think that starts to get super fun. Yes. Yes. When you, when you record properly, you hold yourself to a, to a high standard. Um, like somebody says, if, if, if I'm like, guys, if you have to ask the question, if that wall ball was a rep or not, you've already answered it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, hey, so you do one more rep. Like you're just gonna get a little bit fitter. You're right, exactly. And in the moment, and I've been uh, been there and I know you have too, that's so friggin' hard to do. Yeah. Because you and and I think it becomes easier once you realize I am not my result. Right? Like my result is is a story. It's not me, it's an external story that was told of that one little session. And that's why it's important because we need the result to tell the story. And it's not just that one result. It's the, the summary of our results over time. Um, but they're, they're very crucial to, to us taking those steps forward because if we don't, and that's the thing that kind of sets or originally, but uh, set CrossFit apart from, from all these other things. And like, even now with like, orange theory i don't even know like I, i'm kind of ignorant to that like i've never i should do an orange theory class i think but but i i'm pretty sure the gist of it is to stay in a certain heart target heart rate zone um and i come from the endurance world and i can tell you right now we used heart rate monitors but we used results <laughs> um even in the endurance world we used time and split times and same as crossfit right and uh because it, we knew it was more effective because we're competing against ourselves, you know, and CrossFit's an individual sport. Um, but we use each other, like you said, as a team to, to make those individual gains. And when it comes down to it, 
all that matters is you against you. And I think when you have that mentality, calling back that rep is not only more manageable in the moment, but you want to do it because you don't, when, when you're competing against yourself, it's such a different thing. Like you don't want that to be an, uh, the result to be skewed in any way, because then you can't, you can't read the story as, as easy, as easy, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, you're, you're how old now, Kev? Uh, Turn 34 in May. Yeah, so wait till you're like hovering around 39 where I've started <laughs> to retest stuff. And when I started when I started CrossFit, I was I was around 30. And I, I, I came from a cycling background. So there were certain workouts like, oh, this is like this is my yeah. gym. Like I got I got the gas for this and I retest them. And you're tall too, yeah. so those long wall ball workouts. Yeah, and they're not better scores now. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh Jesus! <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely stronger than when I was cycling. Gym yeah, are definitely better. But I've taken a hit on just like uh, like something like uh, like Karen, for example. Like I'm, I'm I can only go down to depth so fast, being sixty. <laughs> and it's like, man, like I was just faster back yeah. then. And I'm not going to replicate. I, I probably because I don't want to be, uh, uh, I don't want to be a Karen specialist. So I'm probably never going to get that time again. Yeah, and and you know what? Like, okay. Yeah, and and that's that's part of the story. Is that you don't? To me, you don't want your Karen time to get better. That's you, you, not something that. And I'll put it in. I'll take your example. And I'll use another. So I had an athlete that was concerned because their back squat stayed the same over six months, but we were focusing on, um, we're focusing on, I think it was endurance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was like, well, that's, you can't that's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's like we, we you, your strength was your strength. Yeah. If you know what I mean. And we're what, but what's your endurance done? You're more complete athlete now. That's our goal, right? And that's the importance of having goals. Um, but results in goals squat's goals. like 460 pounds too, right? Yeah. It's like, dude, yeah. you don't need that. Like Matt Frazier deadlifted 500 pounds at the CrossFit Games. You don't need a 600-pound deadlift. Right, yeah. I mean, it's all based on – to me, the back squat, like to get specific, is like all based on your clean and jerk. If your clean and jerk is far away, like really – like if you have like a 300-pound clean and jerk – and your back squat is 500 pounds, or even let's say 450. You don't need to work on your back squat. You know, we work on your clean and jerk and your technique and maybe even your front squat, some front squat mobility. But um, if it's close, if, if you're like like a, one of those Asian lifters and, and your, your clean, clean and jerk is 300 pounds and your back squat's 315, yeah, we got to get that back squat up. But it's hard. It's like your door analogy. I love that analogy because that's where that comes into play. It's like, they're so busy chipping away at this doorknob that, and they, they're like, shit, that other doorknob hasn't been worked on, you know? And then it's like us as a coach over the shoulder going like, no, 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 keep working on that, that door. Well, you me, know, I'll give you a little bit of, I'll, I'll expand on that analogy a little bit more. So they do that in drill school specifically. And they're like, and they give you, it's this crowbar thing. It's called the Halligan. Like, Hey, we're going to do door entry. Here are the techniques. We go over them on the PowerPoint. And it's like, go and attack that door and like rip open the door. And so like, you know, rookie, right? Like, well, this is like, I want to get in there. And they get in there and 
<laughs> goes like, hold on a second. Goes to the doorknob, opens it, pushes it. Like, did you try? The- <laughs> <laughs> did you try the doorknob first? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. So it's like me, and that's why. Like, you go to a door, and it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Now I use like, yeah, simplest. You know, try go go simple to hardest, and yeah, I like that analogy for for programming too, because a lot of like, I think people are different in this respect, but the higher level athletes always think complexity is better than, than simplicity. And I, I don't think that that is the case 90% of the time. Like I think like the snatch, it's a complex lift. The best thing you can do is simplify it. You break it down into small, simple steps. Um, that's for anyone learning it for anyone who's a veteran at it. Um, you keep making it simple. Um, not the other way around and you, and, and you, you do the simplest things first, um, work smart, not hard. Right. And then, but then the simple things like, like running and air squats, I think you have to do the opposite. You have to find their complexities to get better at them. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that is an analogy for anything in life. And then it kind of goes with the more thing. Like, like you gotta see what's in front of you, you know? I think this is kind of a time to, um, you know, just kind of tying everything together this is the time to kind of reset for people like okay this is a emergency situation which it is um is my training aligning with my goals like can i still get in my good workout with maybe like a box a dumbbell a weight fast a skipping rope and would i be fine with those things and if if the answer is no um again maybe it's like well then you know, what, what are you training for? Like what is happening and are you really enjoying it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and if it's, again, if it's, if it's to get, or, or if it's to get to the games or, or, or to compete at a higher level, then maybe if this happens next time, you know, maybe instead of like, well, you know, rogues out of weights and rogues out of dumbbells, like, you know, maybe get some of the stuff that you really like, man, I really, really value that stuff. And maybe I should get it next. So if this does come around, like I do have it, or when I go on vacation yeah. or something, like I can bring like that uh, rogue C70 bar, right. That like short bar, um, bring some like the that. stubby competition bar. Yeah. 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 Those are, have you ever used one of those? Yeah. They're, 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 they're pretty cool. Man. Like, for me, it's it's fine because I've got little arms and and it doesn't change anything. But if 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 someone like you, you're snatching with that, you're gonna have to bring your grip in, though. No? Yeah, and it would I would I, it's it's but again, like I would just like if this, I would just do barbell cycling, right? Like oh, I'm just gonna do some. No, no, I no, I know, but like I'm not gonna do like a I'm not gonna lift probably like probably not over like seventy five percent, seventy percent. It'll be like yeah. Yeah, no, totally. It's just, it's just really different using one of those bars. Like, um, even from my perspective, cause it's, it's like lifting like a cement block, if that makes sense. Like there is, there's no recurve on that or, uh, sorry, there's no, uh, like oscillation on that bar at all. There's, there's no, um, I'm going to brain fart, but, but there, there's none of that. Um, and so it's, it feels really different when you're lifting heavy. Um, yeah, yeah but anyways, I just, every time those bars come up, I get excited because they're so different. Um, so like, and anyone not competing wouldn't like necessarily have felt that. I've only felt it because some of my athletes have had the opportunity to use one of those. Um, 
yeah, I was going to say like, like we talked about like kind of growth and like pursuit and like kind of like chasing shit. And then there's this whole, like, I think feel like it, like 80% of people listen to that and they go, well, that's not me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's a dangerous thing to think like, like, yeah, you don't have to, like, I'm not that person either. Like I'm not trying to compete in the sport of CrossFit. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to stay fit and have fun with it. Um, and if CrossFit wasn't fun for me, yep. I would, like you said, I think I take ownership over that and I, and I go, well, how do I make it fun? Cause like, I don't think it's like, what if like, you know, living, living in your house isn't fun. Do you move houses? No, you like, well, how can I make living in my house fun? And like, I think that's kind of like where most people, um, where, where I've helped out people the most is like gotten them to see the value in thinking like a competitor for their needs though, and making it suit them. And like, everybody is different. We all have different goals and ambitions, but like, I think we can learn a lot from that competitor mentality. Um, just not, and, and it doesn't have to be as, as severe, but, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like it's hard to articulate, but I've, I've tried to keep that. Like everybody's an athlete, everybody. Um, and, and it, it helps when you, when you actually bite off, but like, you know, when you, when you, when you start down that road, you know? Yeah. If you come into that with like, uh, what was it? Socrates had that quote, like, uh, I got to find it. It's a really good one. I got to fix it sometime. Love Socrates. That's cool. Have you ever heard it before? Uh, here it is. I got it. No citizen has a right to be an amateur in the matters of physical training. What ah. a grace it is for a man to grow old without ever seeing the beauty and strength of which the body is capable. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I've, I've definitely heard that one. That, that's one you put on your wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, to me, it's not, a, it's not a motivational quote. It's something that is just a fact. Like It is. Yeah, it's a fact to keep reminding yourself. It's like Nietzsche was famous in coining what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And and it's it's true. Hello? Yep. Yeah, sorry, it was up there, I think. Um and it's and it's true. And what that quote means to me is like, you know, your capacity is your capacity. You have this capacity, and that might be um you can back to about five hundred pounds and you can run under under uh five minute mile um <laughs> like and, and, and you're a games athlete um but then your capacity and then, then th those are your capacity limits in those respects then there's another person that has a capacity of like just say they can only walk a mile and they have to then go sit down yeah. um they can't run and they can't squat their body weight below parallel but that's still a capacity. We all have capacities and it's just the act of developing those capacities. And, and, uh, and when those capacities um, turn into something that we're capable of, so capacities turning into capabilities, I think, I think that's the goal for everybody. That's the underlying kind of human pursuit of physical fitness is, is just like pursuing greater capacities um, so that we're more capable human beings. Like, I don't ever want to be a human being that can't pull up their own body weight. Um, and, and, and further more than that, I want to, I don't want my mentality to go that way because that's negative. I want it to go the other way and see like, I want to see how much, like, I'm just so curious that I want to see 
how much am I capable of? And as a coach, I want to see like, and this is very different, right? And as a coach, I want to see how much are other people capable of and how, yeah. how can I get other people to, to kind of go this good route of life, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think as coaches, we often believe in our athletes sometimes more than they believe in themselves to start. I think, I think that could be true. Yeah, I think so. It's like, okay, you're here now, but if you're consistent, you will, like you will yeah. be here. And now that yeah. we've established a goal for a year down the road, don't worry about that year down the road, worry about tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, yeah. They, and they, I can definitely, cause I mean, we're the observer, right? So we can see it a little bit differently. And I think they, they set their goal. I want to lose 10 pounds. They're like, cause they want, they, they got motivated, right? Um, they had that spark and then they go for half a week and then they go through a really hard workout and then they don't come back for a week because it was too hard and they, they're fear, they fear that pain that they had to go through and they're like, Oh, it's too hard. I'm, I'm good. They get complacent. And like, it's like, dude, like, yeah, it's going to be hard. And then that's where we like, we can kind of be impartial and say, yes, you can get here. And we can kind of see that for them realistically. Right. Yeah. And at the end of the day too, like, um, it's funny because I'm like, okay, if you don't want to work hard right now, there's nothing wrong with that. Come back because now you know what it's going to be like. Come back when you're ready to work hard. Yeah. More maybe mentally prepared for it. And yeah. again, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Like if somebody's like, you know what, Steve, like I, I, I wanted to train to go to the to a competition or, or run a marathon. But I've, I've lost motivation. I just need to like – I'm just going to come in for classes and scale and just like, you know, I'm just going to stop. I'm like, cool. Are you, are you comfortable with, you know, are you happy with making that decision for now? Cause if you are, I am. And when you come back or when you want to get it started again, like we'll be here for you. hundred percent. But understand that, you know, to achieve it's, it's, it would be very discouraging if everybody was good at everything without working hard, like that's just oh. special away from it. Right. Oh man. Yeah. I think life has to be set up that way. Yeah. Could you like, I, w I would imagine that if life were the way that you just outlined it, depression and anxiety would be through the roof. Yeah. Cause everybody would just be sitting around good at everything. Yeah. And then you'd be, you'd just be in your own head all the time. And we already went over how, bad we are at thinking yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and and there'd be no there'd be no hierarchies there'd be no you mean no, nothing would exist right it'd be like nihilistic life <laughs> yeah and i say and i say to people too like greatness is is really achieved by just saying or, or by doing what you said you would do to start if you yeah. do exactly yeah. what you said you would do when you wanted to do something because a lot of people don't do it. And that's, it's just, it's just, they just lack the follow through. It's not that they can't do it, it's that they don't want to follow through. But if, yeah. if you set a goal and you, and you make every attempt to follow through, whether you achieve your goal or not, like you're going to be successful in whatever you do. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think so to an extent. Like, I mean, I think there is some, like nature versus nurture. Like, I think there are some natural abilities. People like I'll never be a basketball player. 
I would have never been a good basketball player. <laughs> well, but, but I, I could have been good, but I would have been, yeah, But let's say if you had a if you had a passion for basketball, like basketball is everything you wanted to do, you you would get to a certain level, whether that's like high school, college, and then um, like you said, that would be your your capacity, but maybe you're great at shooting uh free throws maybe you're good at the analytics or, get it or, yeah you're still in basketball maybe i become a coach <laughs> which is what happened in crossfit and like tried my hand at competing because i'm super competitive and i was like yeah. love the sport couldn't like no way i could be a competitor kind of came to that hard realization and then uh, and i was like okay but um i i enjoy just helping people in the sport specifically and and uh and then yeah and then being a coach was kind of born and and then yeah so uh, yeah you're right like even if you're not naturally gifted at something then then yeah. you can definitely pursue it still but uh, my my cousin is a is a professional uh, goalie coach in hockey and he's uh he's five eight like he he busted his way to get his way and that was his ceiling because he's a shorter guy. Well, not right now, but he was coaching in uh, Switzerland, and he's a professional goalie. Nice. He's in. He's in professional hockey, right? Um, because hockey was everything he wanted to do. So I think if you even if you don't get to the goal, maybe you set out when you verbally say it or start it, um, you will be successful, right? Like. Let's say you don't yeah. – like at the end of the day, if I say I want to lose like 20 pounds and I lose 18, I've lost 18 pounds. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm pretty damn close. I'm gonna be no, I, yeah, see, that I love because it's like when I, when I was growing up, like if most other Canadian boys, I wanted to play in the NHL. I, I was dead set on it. Like, like I was a hockey goalie too, and, and I already told you I'm pretty short. So that my dad's just like – Oh shit. <laughs> but no, like, like, <laughs> but no, like it, I learned so much and do I regret my entire life? Cause I didn't make the NHL. God, no. Yeah. Like, like I, I had a great life playing hockey and you know, I, I learned a lot for the future that, that I use now. And like, I think that's the moral of, of most of the stuff we talked about is like set. If you kind of like, like an archer kind of, when they're far away from a target, you have to aim a little, or maybe in your case, a sniper. (laughs) When they're they're far away from their target, you have to aim a little higher, right? Right. So so maybe your actual target, then you don't even know it, is out way in the distance, and you aim way too high, well, guess what? You're you're more likely to hit that target if you aim higher than if you just shoot your arrow in the dirt, right? So I think... um, I think aiming high, if you can emotionally handle it, is is the way to go. But if if you can't emotionally handle it, then you'd be very careful. You got to take little your baby steps, and you got to. That's when kind of the coaching comes in very necessary. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. We're, we're really lucky people. We're really lucky, and uh, trying to help those out, especially in our community who mm-hmm. uh, are struggling right now. And I hope. Uh, listening to this podcast, I know you got to go. I got to go. My kids got to. Yeah, I, I do. I do actually, but I just <laughs> want to say that um, that I'm I'm struggling too. Like I don't like, 
and I, I think you feel the same, like the, the way that the conversation unfolded. Like, I, I think well, the way I see it is that we're all, if we go back to the door analogy, we're all trying to break that door down together. Yep. Um, and it's not like I'm sitting on the inside of that door going like, Hey, I know all this stuff. Come on in. And you'd get yeah. through the door. Like, so it's, I view it kind of like I'm struggling with you. Um, here's what I've learned from it. What have you learned from it? And then let's put that together and get through the door together, you know? And we all got to find our why. Um, yeah. For, for me, like I'm, I'm fortunate to have uh, my two boys who basically it's like, I don't, uh, I don't have the option of, of quitting or feeling bad for myself because they're looking at me. Yeah. I'm positive. And if I'm getting after it, then they're going to get after it and they're not going to be whiny complaining. Like they're going to be positive with each other. And then it's just like, okay, now they're positive and I'm positive and it just kind of rolls. Right. Definitely. It's a, it's a back and forth again, like the whole team unit, um, which is, you know, like even the zoom classes, like I'm trying to coach, I'm trying to look at things and <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm learning, but I think, uh, and what people, when I'm, the feedback I'm getting is like, man, if I, if I didn't have a Zoom class and I didn't sign in, I probably wouldn't have done this work. Yeah. So whether, yeah. whether the reps are good or not, like we're, we're doing a workout where you're doing something and it lines up the rest of their day, right? That, that, that was the one thing we, when we did our survey, that was actually the big thing that people said was, how do I, um, and I, not only in the survey, we, we did, uh, we've done some webinars and we've had these, this question has come in more than anything else. How do I um, put in the same amount of intensity and get the same amount of intensity out of my training that I do in the gym physically? And that's a huge question to me because that's where the, the intensity comes from that competition. Um, that's why the competition is beneficial another reason for that competition being beneficial when you're um even okay so back in the day i don't remember who said this but it was a crossfitter and it was back in the the early early days and they were like you know when i'm doing rowing intervals on my rowing machine yep. all it takes is for my dog to walk behind me and be in view of my screen and it automatically i automatically get faster it's not that the dog is definitely not judging you. There's nothing going on there competitively, but it's just that presence yeah. being felt. And, and it's very hard. That's, I think, the hardest thing to get right now. Um, wait, 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 wait till you have your kids looking at you and you're working out and you'll be like, fuck, I got to go now. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I think if we can all find a reason or a way to get that intensity and yeah, that's, that's the, uh, that's a big like caveat. Older school, that's like grade eight when you're playing football or whatever, and, and, and the girl you like shows up at your game. Oh, shit. Oh, now I got to go. <laughs> yeah, game on. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Like, what happened? How come we didn't play like that all the time? Wow. <laughs> uh, you're kind of embarrassed. And Well, maybe there's two types of people, though, right? Maybe there's the type of person that shines and the type of person that, that chokes when she comes around. Oh, maybe. <laughs> performance anxiety <laughs> yeah that's true but anyway anyways kev uh, really appreciate it no man this has been great it's fun and uh yeah when you get your podcast going let me know and i'll and i'll come on there would love that yeah all right my man we'll see you yeah later. this was like super fun time went by so quick and yeah. that's like an hour and a bit 